Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Got a special treat for you today. I got a good friend and you probably know who he is. He's a giant in the real estate investing space. He probably has the largest YouTube channel. I'm a little envious. He only has 745,000 subscribers next to my 15,000. <laughs> but his name is Chris Crone. We've got Chris Crone in the house. If you've not seen his YouTube channel, you got to go there. He's got almost every day comes out with really good videos, high production value videos, talking about what's going on today in the market and how you can prosper and thrive in today's market, no matter what direction it's going. I've learned a lot from Chris over the years. We're going to bring him on to the show and talk to him and talk to him about kind of how he got started in the business, what he's doing today. He's got some real cool things that he's going to be talking about. And he's got a great book. And we'll be talking about this in a minute. Normally, I tell you, hey, this podcast is brought to you by one of my books. I don't want to talk about my books today. I want to talk about Chris's books. And we'll be talking to you in a minute of how you can get them. Um, he's a good, nice guy. I think you're going to like Chris. And um, I think with that said, should we just bring him on? What do you say? Chris Crone, how are you, man? Hey, Joe, how you doing, buddy? Dude, glad to be here today. Appreciate you being on my podcast. You've been you've been everywhere, it seems like, on YouTube and, and on Facebook and the Instagrams. Congratulations to you for just doing so well. Oh, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Listen, uh, it's a simple philosophy. It's just create value and add as much value as you can. And, uh, you know, between all of our social, I think right now it's somewhere between three and 10 million views a week. And I love it because... Most of those people I'll never meet, but so yeah. many go on to actually implement what they're learning or improve their life or make money. And uh, and it's a joy for me. So I love doing it. That is awesome. Good for you. So Chris, some people don't know who you are. Would you mind just giving a brief introduction of, you know, how'd you get started in this business? Yeah. You know, uh, real estate, uh, I caught the bug only after I had one of the most disappointing moments in my life. I, I kind of had my, my, my life worked out kind of early, Joe. I had decided when I was a kid, after I saw my parents struggle with money, I'm like, I'm gonna be a doctor, right? Doctors should make enough money. I should be able to take care of my family and my parents. I had eight other siblings and yet I just felt it was a God thing. This is my job to take care of my parents in their old age. And so I, I set myself up for that. But I gotta tell you, dude, when I went to college and I started taking chemistry classes, I took organic chemistry and I got a C. And then I retook it and I got a C minus. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 10 years of chemistry. And I just realized this doesn't come easy. It doesn't come natural. This is, pr I'm probably barking up the wrong tree and I'm playing it, playing it down a little bit, but it was hugely disappointing and heartbreaking. And yeah. I, I think my world kind of came crashing down a few months later though, when I was still a full-time student directionless, I was working this job full-time telemarketing, hated it. And I came home and I found my wife in tears and she just basically said, Chris, I, we don't, we don't have money for groceries. Hmm. I, like literally she went to go buy our five days worth of groceries and she, she bounced a check. Had never had that happen before. Couldn't pay for tuition, couldn't pay for rent. And in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am on the wrong path and I need to do something. And everyone, my entire life said college, college, college. And for the first time I actually said, you know what, maybe college is about career training and, and having job income, but it's not about making more than that. And so, you know, long story short, I found three people in a very short period of time who had each made over $10 million in real estate. 
and I caught the bug and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what, this. Thing what year was this? Dude, that was 2003. Okay. 2002. Yeah. So this is like a 18. It's weird. It's 18. You know, since then, I mean, four, four years later, I had 25 properties, graduated college that year, quit my job, had a six figure residual income and I was doubling my portfolio every year after. So you and, still finish uh, school. You know, um, I, 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 I found my, my sweetheart, my college sweetheart, third day of class. Uh, and we were married a year later. And so my, not, not only my parents saying college is the only path, but my mother-in-law, kind of a little bit of an intimidating, scary person. <laughs> I was like, if you don't get a degree and I'm like, fine, I will get a degree just for you. How much I've really used it. Um, she'd like to believe that I use it set me up for all the success. But you know, the truth is college, college, I think more than anything was just it's it's career training. And yeah. that's great. We need we need day-to-day income, but you're never gonna create wealth or freedom or et cetera unless you actually branch out through business. That's all real estate is at the end of the day. So I became an entrepreneur. I'm I'm curious, Chris, do you have kids? I have four kids. Yeah. How old are they? So my oldest is 15. I have a 13 year old boy. So two girls, two boys. My youngest is uh, 10. Okay. So we're real similar ages. I have two teenage boys, 18 and 16 and girls, 13 and 10. And we're going through this right now. I'm thinking, man, should I, you know, I want them to go to school. Maybe, maybe not. What, have you thought that through? Like, what are you telling your kids? Yeah. So my, for my kids, I basically, my, my uh, I've, for the last couple of years, my kids have been out of the schooling system. Um, we bring private teachers into our house. We were even doing this before the pandemic. And between me and those teachers and experts, we are basically emphasizing the education that we believe our children need today. And I'm intentionally leaving gaps and stupid holes for things like like you know trigonometry or other things that I just don't frankly think matter. And I'm preparing my kids for a real world. And so they know, dad says, hey, you know, you can get good grades and you can go to college if you want, but that's just for career training. And so if you choose a path where college is required, awesome. But also you can work with dad and he'll help you start a business. And yeah. my goal is by the time my children are 18, that they're making more money than the average American with their own gig and that they have options. It's not a fallback and it's not the only way. It's not the only choice. It's simply a choice. It's not good or bad. It's just a yeah. way. And it just depends on what you want, right? I'm not putting any pressure on my kids to take over dad's empire. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, if they wanted to go in a career where they needed trigonometry, they can learn that in college. Or just pay that's someone to do it for them. <laughs> pay somebody to do it. I mean, oh, I've, I've, I, I, real estate taught me a philosophy. When I got to 25 homes, I got flustered because I was at that time just barely still a, just graduating, but I was still a full-time college student with 18 credits for a semester. I was still full-time, you know, full-time job and I had my full-time job and I was pulling my hair out. And at that point I divorced this notion. My dad taught me as a German immigrant where he always taught me, he said, son, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And I'll never forget. I always said, dad, you should expand and grow. No, son, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And I just remember one day I said, you know what? Screw it. If you want it done right, don't ever do it yourself, period. And uh, I live, I live my life that way. A lot of people think I'm a real estate guy, but more than anything, it's about systems. And I yeah. love delegating. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's good to hear. My two teenage sons, we've, we've flipped some vacant land together. We've flipped 25, hmm. 30 vacant lands, vacant lots yeah. in different parts of the country together. And it's cool. You know, they know that they can fall back and do real estate if they want, that they want to go into college and pursue that route they can as well. So that's cool. That's good. And we homeschool our kids as well. It's, it's something that it's not that maybe, well, I used to say, it's not that we're anti-public school. We're just so pro-homeschool. But these days, honestly, I'm a little anti-public oh, school. Are you kidding me? Like, who are these teachers? 
What are the backgrounds? What are they really teaching? What is their belief system? You know, I'll walk into a school system and I'll, and I'll you know, school this right. I'll see a teacher that's, you know, 200 pounds overweight. And I think to myself, what are you teaching my child? Now, and by the way, this is not to be rude, but this person is going to have an influence and an impact on my child. And, I, and they're going to project Hector projector. They're going to project their belief system. And I'm sorry, but I'm not okay just allowing my kid to be exposed to any old belief system until they're adults and they've had a chance to really form, you know, I think a much healthier belief system. Yeah. Well, good on you for having four kids. It's awesome. Thanks. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's worth it though. Uh, so where do you live, Chris? Uh, so I live in Utah. We are about an hour south of the Salt Lake City Airport, tiny little community up in the mountains. And uh, it's very, very peaceful. You know, I'm, I'm in my studio today, about 30 minutes away. So I come to the studio on Mondays. And, you know, for me, I mean, Mondays is usually a recording day. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work, you know, and build businesses. Wednesday is uh, my wife's day. Friday is my kid's day. Saturday is my day. Sunday is God's day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dang. So you're only working, working, what, three days a week? It sounds like yeah, 20, 20. 20, 25 hours is kind of my jam. That's where I'm like, ooh, that's my sweet spot when I feel like I, I'm filled with meaning and purpose and I'm doing good things, you know, but I, I feel like for any person to really feel fulfilled, all the money in the world and poor health doesn't do it. All the health in the world, no money doesn't do it. And all the money and all the health in the world without meaningful, loving relationships doesn't do it. So I, I for me, I, I got to spend time on my, my key relationships, my health, and then, you know, the wealth. And I feel like yeah. when I have growth in all three of those areas, that's when I'm happiest. Yeah, you, you're, you're promoting right now a workshop called Having It All, The Secret to Having It All. And I want to talk about that in a minute, give people information or a link on how to get that. But I want to rewind back to when you're getting started, you're doing deals while you're in college. So I'm assuming yeah. you didn't have great credit. You didn't no. have a ton of money, right? No. And you're still buying deals. I've seen you teach about lease options. It's one of my favorite strategies. Uh, is what were some of the ways that you were buying houses while still in school? You know, my, my first house was literally a, you know, I, I just got a really good deal on a house that I bought for me that had a basement apartment. And the whole goal was I'm throwing $400. That was the, the cheapest rent in, in our college town at that time was probably $400 a month hole in the ground. And that $400, I was like, okay, people say that's your biggest expense. How do I eliminate it? So I spent a year and I saved up five grand and I put that as a down payment, 3% down payment on a single family home that had a basement that I rented out and it covered the mortgage. So, you know, the first thing I did was just eliminate my biggest expense. And then I'm like, wow, that's kind of amazing. And because I bought it with equity, 12 months later, the bank gave me a home equity line of credit. Okay. And then the equity in that house bought my next house, which was my first lease option at a $600 a month cash flow. So between two houses, my net worth was over 100K. I was living for free and I had $600 a month of positive cash flow. Yeah. And then I used the equity in that house to hack the third. And I did this for the first, you know, few homes until when I actually wanted to buy my fourth house, I couldn't. I'm like, shoot, I got to wait for the equity to season and I'm yeah. not saving enough money for a down payment. I mean, 20% down payment, 50 grand, no college kid. I don't have that. Yeah, and that's yeah. when I discovered, that's when I discovered partnering. And that has become, strategic partnering has been mm -hmm. my favorite form of real estate investment period, you know, to this day. Talk about that. What is strategic partnering? Um, you know, think about it, right? I mean, for any deal to really go down, often in real estate, you have these natural partnerships that form. There's the active investor that's doing all of the work, finding the deal, researching the market, they're going to manage it, etc. And then you have someone who's putting up the money, right? There's some kind of passive investor. And, and so my father-in-law is like, hey, I'll put up the money. You got track record now on these three deals. I'll put up the money, you do the work. And let's split everything 50-50. And 
do that worked out great on the first home and then the fifth home and the 10th home. And I remember being a senior in college and I, and I was off track. I'm like, I got to get to 25 homes by the time I graduate and I only have nine homes. How do I go faster? And I was like, shoot, I need more father-in-laws. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's when I realized, wait a second, there's people out there with money that don't want to get hands dirty, hands on in real estate. And so now I showed, you know, I, there were four people that had been kind of admiring my, my real estate that they saw me doing as a young kid. And I took them all to lunch and I'm like, hey, here's my homes, here's my ROIs. And all four of these individuals that week with four separate lunches all said, I'll partner with you. I started mm. buying a home every day. And by the time I graduated college, I had my 25 homes and then doubled it the next year. And so for me, I love bringing opportunity and money together in the middle. And there's always a slice of the action for the person that can do that. So I guess you could say that as much as I love real estate, I love people more. And um, I love the people element because for every house, there's money and money is really people. And so if you can put people with money and houses together, you know, or a deal together with really awesome ROI, dude, no one has an excuse anymore. Anyone listening here can break out and start becoming a more successful investor that isn't saying, oh yeah, I'm limited by my credit or I'm, I'm limited by the money in my bank. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Talk to the beginning investor now who's listening to this and thinking, that sounds awesome. Now, how do you find the money? How do you find the person, the father-in-law that you can partner with? How do well, you, what, what are some of your tips for that? You know, I've done now 5,000 single family homes, a billion dollars worth on this one strategy that I'll share right now. Wow. I, I learned, Joe, that there's a three are, is a very significant number. When I did my first house, my father-in-law that became my eventual partner thought I was crazy. He's like, wait, you just, you don't know what you want to be when you grow up. And so you want to buy a house on a college town? Why would you do that? About my second house, he was just confused. Like, are you guys getting a divorce? I bought my third house. And at that point, he just wrote me off as kind of weird. And it was him, you know, he was the one that came back to me and said, dude, I had a dream. I was on my, you know, anniversary, celebrating my anniversary with my wife. And all of a sudden I thought, wow, maybe we should do real estate. What have you, what are you up to? What are your numbers? And I told him, well, it's weird that you bring that up, Matt, because I'm trying to buy my fourth house and I don't have the money for it. And after he, he saw the ROI, he's like, oh my gosh, this kid is kicking the trash out of my 401k IRA. I'll just give the kid the money. And so I do think, Joe, first of all, the hardest part of what I'm suggesting is you got to get a track record. And for most people, that's three. Anyone can get lucky once. Anyone can get lucky twice. Once you do something three times, I feel like you break that belief barrier and people start becoming open. Yeah. So I created a program called a, a Maverick program. I'll partner with anyone in the world. If they bring me a partner and that partner, that individual with money wants to partner and do deals with me, then I take my 50% cut of all my profits and I equally share it with that person. And that's been probably my fastest track to helping newbies wow get off the ground, like leverage my track record and, you know, hook me up with the people that I can do deals with and I'll cut you in. And uh, so that's a way. Man, that is awesome. Cause you know, with your, with what you've done with social media and how you've just, you're just crushing it with that. You probably do not have any problems finding people to partner with on deals. No, um, I, I, I have several partners uh, every week, you know, multiple a day that will actually people all over the world that will partner up with me and do deals. And, and we've just baked it into a really cool system with, you know, really attractive ROI and a lot of, you know, it's really weird, you know, 20 years ago, Joe, I think people were really interested in learning. And I, th I would say that the number of people that want to learn how to do real estate has shrunk, but the number of people that want to be given a mm. fish instead of taught how to fish has grown. And I think it's yeah. part of the millennial and Gen Z mindset that's coming. And so a lot of people, they're really attracted to the, Hey, Chris, can I partner with you? And can you just do it for me? And let's split everything equally. You know, a, a do it yourself or looks at that and like, Chris, what a ripoff. I put up half the money yeah. and I yeah. have to share half the profits with you, but you find someone that's, that isn't a do it yourselfer. This is a do it for me. -er. And that person says, are you kidding me? I get half of the profit and I get rid of 100% of the work. 
I'm in, yeah, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so can you talk about? And we're getting some. Hey, look at you know this guy. Hey, Joe Jerry Chris. Norton. Oh, do I know Norton? Norton. Norton's a stud. Norton is off planet right now. That guy's in. Uh, he's he's doing special tax strategies uh, overseas, dude. How's Puerto Rico? Jerry Norton is the beast. I got two beasts with Jerry. me. This. Oh, I'm in great company right here. Chris Crone and Jerry people. Norton, two of my favorite guys on YouTube. That's awesome. Hey, Jerry, how you doing, man? So I wanted to uh, ask you some questions about what you're doing on YouTube um, and, and kind of why did you, I, I, I suspect I know the answer. You're wanting to do more deals. And uh, so why were you, uh, what got you into YouTube? What got you into the um, social media world? You know, um, I had a buddy approach me and said, dude, you, 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 you're always doing these live seminars, but you really should just put it up on YouTube. And, and so I was like, fine. And so we spent a couple of years just putting some videos up and not a lot happened. And then all of a sudden a video really took off and started getting millions of views and everyone all of a sudden wanted to partner with me. And, and I was carrying a, a thimble in a rainstorm collecting water. I didn't have a bucket and I'm like, shoot, like this could be done intentionally. And I've got two intentions with social today. You know, every day my team uploads over a hundred pieces of content on all platforms from TikTok and Twitter to you name it. And it's really just trying to meet people where they're at. And it's a, it's a massive model. Uh, you know, I pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to just put this out there to the world. And two things come from it. Number one is there's the millions that I'll never meet who are better in their lives with the information. And that is my prime reason. I love, you know, a guy like me always has people that want to invest and do deals and social media is not the most effective conversion model. The majority, the masses are going to get value and they're going to go do their own thing. And I love that. That that really, you know, anywhere, I, anytime I travel anywhere in the world, people are always running up and telling me about how they watch me and how the deals they've done. And, and that brings me just, that lights me up because guys like you and I, Joe, we're, we're in it for the impact too, right? I oh, mean, totally. And, and so, you know, I'll, I'll never meet the real impact number. I just know that it is gargantuan. However, there's also then, you know, a sliver of people that will find me through all that social and they'll get in touch with my con company and they'll learn the options. And some say, you know, I want to do it myself, teach me how. And others will say, do it for me and let's partner up. And, and so we've got a system for just helping all of those people as well. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I, I coach people sometimes about, you know, they want to get into social media. They want to do, they want to get the big followings on Instagram. <clears throat> and one of the things I tell them is, listen, maybe you should think about starting local. You know, if you're, uh, if you're an investor in Miami and you're wanting to do more deals, wh what would your advice be to somebody like that? You know, they're a real estate investor and they're wanting to get, they're big on Instagram or they're wanting to get into YouTube. How can they leverage that? And is it possible to leverage that social media following in a local market like that? A hundred percent. Let's just say that you live in Florida and you do deals in Florida, but you have social media, which means global, right? I mean, for me, 67% of the people that follow me are US-based and then a third are global. And I just always put it out there. Like I'm always doing deals and I have them vetted and I've got a track record, you know, on a billion dollars worth, you know, so if you want to, you know, team up with me on some deals, you know, here's the application or the form or the process that you go through. And mm -hmm. so anyone with a social media following can, you know, find, I think, you know, for guys like me or for investors, guys like you, finding find deals is very, very easy when you're plugged into that network. And also you could do the other. You could literally talk to the investor and say, hey, if you got a deal out there, bring it to me to underwrite and let me look it over. And if it's good, I'll find the people with money and I'll syndicate. We'll put this deal together. I mean, yeah. so social is a really great strategy for bringing a, a big world together into a really small one. Oh, it's great for finding buyers and sellers and investors. Yeah. I, all the time when I'm doing coaching calls, uh, I will find somebody who, and I got a bunch of people on a YouTube or something like this or in Zoom. I'll find somebody that's got the time but doesn't have the money 
somebody who yep. has the money doesn't yep. have the time. Did I get that yep. right? And uh, yep. yeah, so the, you know, like th- there's opportunities all around us if we just kind of open up our eyes and look at it, right? Yep, hundred percent. Um, okay, you're, you've been doing some promotions recently uh, on a have you can have it all or the secrets to having it all. Are you is that something you're doing this week or next week or? It's actually that? yeah, it's Thursday this week. I've got a I've got a free special meeting. It's Thursday. I've got seventeen thousand people registered so far for it, and you know there's something happening in the world that most people aren't aware of. If you follow the media, it's doom and gloom, and unemployment is up, and blah blah blah. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, are you kidding me? In the last two years, we saw a 10% global increase in millionaires. We have a new rich that has emerged. And, you know, depending on your mindset, you're either not looking for opportunities because you're like an ostrich with your head buried in the sand, or you realize that big problems equal bigger solutions. And you're going to be rewarded tenfold if you're on the solution side. So I love problems because I always ask myself, what what solution am I equipped to bring to the marketplace? Like right now, look at this problem. Pre-pandemic, we were missing 2 million homes in America, 2.1. That was according to Forbes and Wall Street Journal. Now with the pandemic, you have a lot of people that are going from, you know, want, you know, need to want. And we have, uh, according to USA Today, two weeks ago, 5.28 million missing homes. Single family just became the hottest and most popular sector for the next seven to 10 years. And if builders build as fast as they can, they'll hardly keep up with inventory. It'll take them seven to 10 years before they catch up. That bodes well for price increases, but at an alarming and um, at an alarming rate that they won't be able to uphold. You know, we're going to see, I, I'm predicting that the national median is going to where, where it was sitting around 250,000 is now going to break a half a million dollars right now. It's sitting at 370 K. And, um, that wow. means that there's an opportunity in single family, you know, out of 324 markets, I only invest in the top three to five markets. So, mm-hmm. you know, I last year I averaged like 38% annual ROIs right now. We're doing, you know, double that disclaimer, not investment advice, right? Look at the terms and conditions, no promise or guarantees, all sure, the important sure. legal stuff, but we're, we're slashing and slaying it. I believe that in our next century, this is the fourth turning every fourth cycle is juicy, just like great depression. We are pre great depression with some of the best times in real estate. And then in seven to 10 years, when we actually hit that supply demand ratio, we're going to run out of demand for people needing homes. There'll be an excess supply. We're going to have one of the biggest glut in the markets return of homes back to the banks because people don't want, why would someone want to hold a half million dollar mortgage on a home that just dropped back to what the national median should have been, lost multiple six figures in value. And then it's an opportunity to buy up all, you know, so as a counter cyclical investor, the next 15 years, is gold. You can do in the next 10 years what you couldn't do in 30 years in real estate. It is it is an amazing, an amazing time right now. So have it all, you know, the reason why I got that free event coming up and, and I've got a brand new book called Have It All, it's, it's the five financial choices that wealthy people make to get rich in five years or less. And it smells a little bit like get rich quick, but the truth is I don't know wealthy people that get rich over 30 or 40 years. The majority of them, yeah. they learn how to hack higher ROIs, like double digit real estate, triple digit business, quadruple digit ownership of business. And all of a sudden, dude, there's a lot of money to make in a short period of time, but I believe it's five core investments to get there. So I'm going to teach people this idea that, listen, if people voyeur-esque on my life and they're like, hey, Chris, you have nannies and cooks and you know ha- household team people that run your life and chauffeurs and people that drive you around and you're just buying a private jet right now. And like, how is it that you have that lifestyle? Is it just because you're a successful real estate investor? And it's like, no, it's because I'm the master of ROI. And, it, and it's because I don't diversify through just certain investments. I diversify my ROIs so that my money knows how to put out double, triple, and quadruple digits 
because compound interest, single digit is boring. IRAs, 401ks, IRAs never get anywhere. But if you can compound a double digit or a triple or a quadruple digit, well, you start talking about tens of millions of dollars really fast. I think people need this information. That's why we have a 10% spike in millionaires and no yeah. one's talking about that. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, but I love that perspective too because it is doom and gloom. It gets depressing if you watch. I love your perspective on, yeah, because you watch the news, it is doom and gloom. And when you can look at what's really going on in the market today, there's a lot of opportunity, isn't there? And uh, More, more than ever a, before. Oh yeah, ton of opportunity. And you can make the most, you can whine and complain, or you can make the most of what we're in. And it also doesn't matter what direction the market is heading in, in many ways, right? Because you make your profit when you buy. Okay, so um, how can people get more information about that uh, seminar workshop that you're doing? You know, honestly, if you, if anyone watching will go to Chris Crone, it's spelled a little weird. It's Chris with a K, it's Crone with a K. And if you'll just look me up on your, whatever your favorite social media consumption platform is, LinkedIn, doesn't matter what it is, TikTok, Insta, whatever. If you look it up there and just go to my links and bio, you'll certainly see the event, but you'll also see that I give all my books away for free. I, I do ask you to cover the shipping and handling for a few bucks. But basically, I just have a, especially on YouTube, I just, I'm just always giving stuff away because I yeah. believe that the financial knowledge that we should have gotten in junior high and high school, it's not out there. It's not as readily available. They can find it with your podcast. So I have a lot of free tools on, on all of my social gear. But if someone wanted to attend that event, they're also going to be able to find it you know, there on any of those links. Yeah, I just went to YouTube, did a search for Chris Crone. You have a channel with only 744,000 subscribers. Yeah, that, that's, my small, that's, my soul, that's my small social media channel. <laughs> Your, uh, the first video you have, the latest one, is called Have It All Live Special Meeting. And there's a link there. And if somebody goes there, it'll take you to a page. You're doing it live November thir Thursday, November 18th. But if somebody's watching this later, are you going to still have a way to get access to that? or something? What I would do is that, that event is actually the kickoff of my brand new book. And so they'll cool. see the have it all book everywhere and anywhere. I, I, I've written five books. This is the book uh, that I'm really, really proud of because the message is not in the marketplace. It is a fresh and different perspective on a study of the wealthy and how to accelerate wealth. And it's a very simple, like fifth grade math, simple mathematical equation that people will follow. They're going to create wealth, not in a lifetime, not in a decade, but in a few short years. Nice. And is this a book you're going to put on Amazon or is it a book that you're only yeah, it'll be every Yeah, it'll be everywhere. But it'll be on all of my channels. It'll be on Amazon. Uh, we already recorded the audio book and, nice. and the Kindle version. And uh, so basically, November 18th is the launch of it. Uh, but after, you know, that book can be consumed everywhere. Speaking of books, talk about this one a little bit. The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. You sold yeah. a ton of them. It's a great yeah. book. Thank you. Uh, that, that is, uh, shoot, that, that's the first book I ever wrote. It, it actually shares my experience coming into real estate and asking my mentor a tricky question. I said, hey, I see you doing all these strategies in real estate, multifamily and flips and, and, and you know, apartment complexes, et cetera, and you know, seller finance, it's land. What, which strategy is best? And uh, the answer ended up being more complicated and it ended up being based on a person's bias. Because um, a very profitable strategy can also be a really risky strategy. So I basically came up with a core philosophy. I said, okay, out of the top 30 strategies, which one requires the least time, the least effort, and the least risk? What makes the most money? What works in up and down markets? And what creates a service? And the short-term buy and hold of single-family homes on a lease option ended up revealing itself as the most profitable. By the way, if anyone's listening to this that has rentals, this strategy mm -hmm. pays on average two and a half times more money 
than a rental. And the book reveals how. And so the book is really a how-to guide of, of how you convert rentals to lease options or how you find homes on lease option or how you buy homes on lease option with sometimes very little or no money out of pocket whatsoever. I just did a, a Chris Crone style video of me mm-hmm. walking while the camera guy was following me. And I did it. I've done three of them so far. I mean, I've been, I've been doing podcasts and videos for a long time. It's usually me on my studio or me in my chair with my iPhone, right? But this one was professional. Okay. And uh, I had a camera guy following me and I was mic'd up and I walked past my first wholesaling deal that I ever yep. did. Yep. It was 13 years ago in a small little town. And it was the first time I'd ever been to that house 13 wow. years later. And then wow. I just did one on a um, my first lease option uh, nice. deal that I ever did. And this is yeah. a house I used to live in. And I remember, Chris, uh, reading a book by a guy, I forget his name right now, Robert Sheeman, I believe. Yep. And uh, Secrets of a Millionaire Landlord. And I had a real bad experience with the property that I owned before that I turned into a rental. It was a nightmare. But he had a chapter about lease options. And I thought, man, this is really interesting. So I did a lease option on that house. I had a tenant buyer in there for seven years, Chris, who never called me once to fix it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And in fact, when I got the house back, it was in better condition than it was when he lease optioned it from me. Yeah. I love lease options. It's a great way to buy houses. It's also a great way, maybe better way to sell your houses or lease your houses. It's it's a great strategy. Well, well, that's so that's uh, that's this book right here. That's a yeah. great book for someone that is a do-it-yourselfer. On all my social, there's a link also for something called Crone Consortium. Uh, every year, I publish a track record on my most recent thousands of homes that I've done, and this is for the passive investor that says, "Hey, show me show me your last several thousand homes, and what's that strategy? How do you how do I live in Georgia and buy a home in a hot market that's out of state without any worry, fears, doubts?" and have it managed the right way that it just starts printing money for me. And I believe, you know, for me, Joe, I, I believe everyone's got to get taken care of service. Like, so for the hands-on person, I think the lease option in their backyard is the best strategy possible. For the person that really is into their career or has a, they're in their lane and it's working for them, then you should get passive. Right now, I, I think I tabulated it last week with my CFO. Uh, I own over 438 companies. And all of those companies are diversified across multiple industries. There's a lot of real estate in there, but there's a lot of tech and restaurant and other kind of stuff. And I have a belief. You should get your 10,000 Malcolm Gladwell hours and put it in your lane. And you should invest outside of your lane through partners, through people that have their 10,000 Malcolm Gladwell hours. And that's a hack. That's how you get ahead. Some people, they make the mistake of kind of going into a new industry without any experience and they put up capital. And if things don't go well, you know, you bet the farm and, and you lose. So I'm always looking to hack emerging markets, new industries. I just got to find the expert that's killing it. And then I invest with and through them. And mm. I do essentially that same thing for people that want to be in real estate, but really want to be hands off. Yeah, yeah. We got a few more minutes with Chris, guys. If any of you have any questions, type them right now into the Facebook or the YouTubes. I'll post them up here for Chris to look at. Oh, you got another book there, Chris. What is that? Uh, d- this is my mindset book. It's called Limitless. And uh, this book came out, I think, four years ago. After I had made millions in real estate, I started realizing that my belief system was determining how much growth I could resiliently uncover. And, um, and so, you know, we all have limiting beliefs. I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. That's too difficult. I'm not worthy, right? I'm not good enough. These ideas that hold us back. And so I, I wrote a book after spending a couple million dollars on coaches over a decade, I basically created a system for hunting down your limiting beliefs and destroying them and replacing them with really empowering beliefs that would always allow you to grow to your next level. Like my belief is everyone should double their income and their net worth every year. And for some people, it's like, oh, I could never believe that. Well, 
you're 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 operating under a limiting belief that holds you back. Mm-hmm. And if we can crush that and hold space for something bigger, the universe has already teed it up. It's available. But if you can't perceive it, you'll never be able to to get it. And so th- this book is really about reframing your perception. And it's part of my my background in psychology, where I love to help people uncover their blind spots. And if you overcome those, man, it's it, first of all, you feel amazing as a human. It's superhuman to overcoming that garbage, but also your results just transform. So you did get some use out of your college degree. I did, God. I, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, cool. So your main website is chriscrone.com. If you're listening to the audio podcast, K R I S K R O H N, Chris Crone, just Google him. You'll find him, search him on YouTube, Instagram. A couple of final questions for you, Chris, here. Um, sure. what are some, besides the ones you just showed us there, what are some of your favorite books that you're reading right now? Uh, shoot. Uh, right now I'm reading atomic habits and that's a fantastic book for how you take bad habits and basically make the cues invisible and how you take good habits and, um, make them more obvious. And, and so I, I really believe that our ultimate destiny where a person ends up is just a byproduct of the things that you do every day, not quarterly, not annually, not weekly daily. And so I always ask people, hey, evaluate your daily habits and just ask, what is it you're doing every day? Are you doing something? And all the things that you claim are important to you, can you see action leading to growth on a daily basis in all those areas? And if you can, you're going to love who you become in time. But there's a lot of people that push a lot of that off for someday and eventual and someday will never arrive if you're not finding a way to implement it every day. And so I like habit hacking. Uh, so it's a fantastic book, Atomic Habits. That one's been yeah. really good. It's probably the biggest one I'd speak to. I seem to go back and forth between personal development-based books and then financial books. And uh, I do believe that, that leaders are readers. And I love like taking someone's life work and thinking, wow, in three, four, five, six hours, I can consume that yeah. and take the biggest nuggets of their entire life. And if I can do that every week or you know, a couple times a month, I'm going to put ideas that currently aren't in here. And that enables me to get more that I could never get otherwise. Because otherwise, the mind is just operating on yesterday's knowledge and can only produce more of yesterday's stuff. Nice. Chris, somebody listening to this is going to be like, I want to invest with Chris on a deal. How can they, what's the best way to reach you there? You know, again, I think that you can probably light it up on any of my social channels. If you get any of my books, you'll get a chance to connect with a member of my team and you can talk to them about it. We're, I will say we're a little bit picky on who we work with because I'm giving you my cell phone. You're connected with me. We're doing deals together. And, you know, right now I don't have time for anyone that isn't really serious and committed. And so I actually tell my partners, if you're going to partner with me, you got to come out to one of my three or four day transformational mindset events in our first year together, because if we do this over years, the goal is to build a multi-million dollar portfolio. And you know that means that, that I'm not probably a good fit for a lot of people out there. Uh, but for those that really trust track record or have watched countless videos of mine and have actually dive, dove in on, on what I've done, yeah. you know, I'm a fit for some people. So they just need to talk to my team and kind of go through a, a qualification process. Nice. We got another Chris here that says, you're very inspirational, Chris. Great name also. <laughs> Chris, I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheryl uh, absolutely agrees. Of course, Jerry Norton. Uh, Sam, money, health, and relationships. So good. Good we got. Hey, Cheryl. So uh, listen, this has been awesome. Chris, sure appreciate you being on my podcast. I want to wish you the best of success. People can find you anywhere on YouTube, Instagram, Google. So go get his books. Go get his books, guys. And thanks again, Chris. I want to wish you the best of success, man. Thank Joe, you. you as well, my friend. Thanks for having me today. And everyone, good luck. Rock it out. You got this one live. Crush it. All right. We'll see you guys, everybody. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. 